Welcome to Deep Discussions Live and Learn Podcast, where we not only inspire a better tomorrow, but we also celebrate, promote, and recognize businesses and business owners. I like to call it CPR, celebrate, promote, and recognize. Um, And today, I'm excited to celebrate and uh, promote a native of Fort Pierce, Florida, who currently serves as a commissioned officer in the U.S. Navy Reserves. She graduated from Florida A&M University and earned her MBA from Strayer University. Hey, Strayer sister. Uh, She wears many hats from being a mom to her son, Jeremiah, to her full-time job as a chief acquisition, uh, as a chief acquisition officer, just chief of acquisition um, with the Department of Interior um, to also owning her business, which we will be discussing today. Uh, called Pick Your Sweet Poison, where she provides women with recipes and materials to create their own luxury cocktails. That should be exciting um, from their home. So please welcome to the show, Tiffany Harvey. Hey, Tiffany, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And as you all know, I like to start each and every episode off with a poem because poetry is the heart and soul of deep discussion. And that's my way of connecting with people. So this poem I wrote a while ago is entitled Lost Wings. Some of you may have heard it, uh, heard me share it before, but I feel it's very fitting for this discussion that we're going to have today. And it's about facing and overcoming your fears. And again, it's called Lost Wings. If I could fly, I would float away. Traveling the universe, lost about my days. Up in the sky with the birds trying to sing. However, I am unable to capture my wings. Gazing into the sky, visioning my purpose, not even feeling I'm on any surface. What if I fail? Could I recover? My vision was dark. I couldn't discover. If I let go, will I live in regret? Will I unravel and have to reset? Am I good enough or capable at all? If I take this leap, will I fall? As I prepared to jump and let my wings flat, all this thinking got me to take a nap. So again, thank you, Tiffany, so much for being a guest on this show today. Um, You know, I read so much about you and it was really interesting to not only meet with you and uh, learn more about you, but to just read your background and all of the many things that you experienced that got you to being who and where you are today. 
So um, tell us, you know, first off, tell the listeners what intrigued you about being a guest on the show today, and then we'll go right into your story. Um, well, I did listen to a bunch of your podcasts, and I just think what you're speaking on and the guests that you are allowing on your sh show really just align with me and who I am uh, personally and where I am taking my business to. Um, I love poetry. I love I love when you read your poems. Um, and I love that you incorporate a spiritual aspect. And this is it's OK to speak Christian and be a Christian <laughs> person. Um, you can't always find that on a lot of podcasts. Sometimes we got to kind of not hide, but kind of uh, watch what we say sometimes. So here in your podcast, I know I can just be free and I can speak free. And if, if Lord Jesus, God, come out my mouth. It's acceptable. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that was something that I had to kind of come to grips with, because like you said, a lot of people are hesitant and reserved about, you know, speaking about uh, religion, about God and all of that stuff. But, you know, God is the reason I'm here. God is the one who assigned me this task. So I said, you know, I have to, you know, I have to account for him and incorporate his, you know, incorporate him giving me these gifts somehow mm -hmm. into my platform. So, this was my way of doing that. And, you know, I'll continue to continue to do that. So I appreciate, um, you know, your recognition of that. And, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to jumping into this conversation about you. So, again, um, thank you for your service in the uh, U.S. Navy Reserves. Um, you know, we we often like loosely like thank people for their service. We just kind of like say it because we feel like we're required to. But I wholeheartedly mean that, you know. Based on the stories that you told me, um, you know, this, among many other things, have led to you to your accomplishments. So tell me, how did your experience uh, with, the, you know, in the military uh, contribute to you being who you are today and where you are this day? Um, actually, it is big. It, it uh, impacted and shaped my life um, more than I think I give it credit for. Uh, when I came in, you know, 25 years old, you know, graduated from FAMU, I was working at Hertz um, as assistant manager. Oh. And, you know, um, I didn't really know where I was going. Um, I know I had a degree, but I couldn't get a professional job. Um, so coming in as an officer, it really set me on the course and the path of not only to be successful in a career that I actually enjoy and love. And I know a lot of people can't say that, right. um, but it also shaped me to teach me how strong I am. I encountered some of my most painful and learning experience in the military. Um, and I didn't realize at that time that God was preparing me then and taking me through some smaller storms and some smaller growth experience to prepare me for a, maybe about 20 years later to where a major unexpected storm was going to come in my life. And where now I'm trying to fight through this storm and this battle, not just for myself, but for my son, for my finances, everything I have worked for. So the military really shaped me and really set me on a path of, hey, you know, you got this. Um, you're going to go through some things. And I, t I told people all the time after I had my son, like military thought they was training me to go to battle. Now they trained me to have this, this baby. Um, but now... <laughs> 
you know, you know, when the child comes, you you ain't get no sleep for the first, oh, you know, yeah. six, seven, eight weeks till you get them on track. And I was so used to not sleeping. When my son came, they're like, are you you good? I said, yeah, the military trained me for this. I'm good. But now, but now that I think back, like, I was like, oh, the military trained me to be strong. And it helped me find a strength and build a strength in me that I didn't know I had, that I didn't know I was going to need when 2020 came. Wow. That's, uh, that was, um, you know, very enlightening, too, because when you talk about like how it prepared you to uh, had a strength to have your baby, my wife always talk about like when she gave birth to our child, she felt like she could do anything. Like she was like, that's going to be the toughest thing I ever did. So for you to kind of have both the military and then have a baby, <laughs> all, all hats off to you. You <laughs> definitely sh have shown your strength and your toughness in more ways than one. Uh, one thing that I meant to uh, mention when I was introducing you uh, was, um, what's fascinating about your story is how you coped with trauma, with the trauma you experienced in the military, and you showed, you showed and practiced resilience to help you become better and stronger. You know, and you're thriving because of it. So, originally, when we first were talking about doing this show, we were talking about the whole idea of risk taking and you know taking risks and things of that nature. So, when you um, talk about risk taking, it's something that usually discourages people from doing many of the things they, they feel they are called to do or they could be called to do. But a lot of us are hesitant and risk averse these days. So what do you think is the big biggest risk that you've taken and how did you manage it or how did you alleviate it to help you become as productive of a member of society as you are today? Oh, 100%. Going into the military was probably the biggest risk mm. coming out of college. I did not go up. A, I did not grow up a military brat. Let me set the tone. Let me set the scene. <laughs> I did not. I was the uh, middle child, only girl. I'm very girly, cheerlead, you know, looking cute. Um, I did not do ROTC through high school or college. None of that. Military was not even in. I know. Like, what's military? Oh, the people over there, you know. <laughs> It, that's really what it was until literally one day uh, one of my best friends her mom um, was retired army her stepdad was um, army and she had just went into the army a year before she enlisted and I'm still looking at her like girl you crazy <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so one day her mom literally just said hey why won't you go to the military? And I'm like, I'm too cute. I remember exactly what I said. I'm too cute. She said, no, not go in as enlisted. You could go in as an officer. And she said, then you say you go in any branch as an officer. She said, just do me a favor. Go down and talk to all the recruiters and see what they say. That's what I did. I spoke with all the recruiters. Navy was the one that appealed to me. Um, I had to take a test. I failed flying colors first time. Um, be honest with you, I ain't like studying. Um, the second time I, I studied, I passed. And when I got that call to say, you got accepted, I said, God, I remember singing a prayer in my, my car. I was like, God, um, I don't know what I just did. I don't know if this is for me. So if this is for me, 
I need you to oh, kick down this door, open this door wide open so I can walk past my fear, move past my fear, and mm-hmm. I'm going to walk in the assignment that you now currently have me on. I was 100% afraid. He he made it, God opened that door, like, no, this is where you need to be. Walk through. I thought I was good, right? Went to OCS, you know, boot camp for the officers. I cried every day. <laughs> um, when it's time to go to my first naval ship assignment, the fear hit me because now I'm about to be a real Navy officer. I'm about to be on the water. I can't call home. I can't run away, you know. Right. I can't tag in a friend. Um, that's when the fear hit me. Um, it, it really did. And then to learn when I stepped on board that I was one or two female officers when I first arrived. And the only female off only females on a ship were officers, just because just the way the ship was designed in 19, um, 1960 or 1961. It, it was called the USS Nashville. Yeah. Um, so it just couldn't birth a uh, house enlisted females. That was the only reason. So throughout my course on this ship, more females will come on board. Um, but I never really, I never really got along or bonded with them, maybe because they would like to party. And I went to FAMU. We know how to party. I think everybody <laughs> knows it. it's HBCU. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of on a different level than some of the other female officers. I was really more about being a good officer to, you know, um, my junior sailors. And I had already started um, my MBA program. So I was all about studying. And that fear, again, kicked in so many times because it was so much that came my way that I got warned about. I got warned to say, you're too cute when I when I shut Stepped on ship, you're too cute. You're going to get hit with a lot of fraternization. You're going to get hit with guys not listening to you. You want to, I mean, the fear was just building it. I'm already fear for being on a Navy ship. Now I got everyone who's warning me, oh, be ready because this is going to happen to you. So now it's more things just piling on to that everyday fear of just being in the Navy, brand new to the Navy. And now I'm I'm the only black woman, had no clue. Now I don't really vibe with the other women. It was a lot of fear going on um, throughout my time where I had a breaking point. And I think that's kind of where we all go through life. We sometimes have this moment or the situation that break us. Mm -hmm. And I had a situation, unfortunately, that broke me on the ship where I got hit with fraternization and I turned to drinking. A lot of people don't know that. I turned to drinking to try to drink the pain away because being in the military at that time was putting so much on me, I couldn't care. So that risk taking, it was hard coming in the military. Look back, it was very hard. I dealt with so much, but again, I'm glad I dealt with it. And I'm glad I went through everything because it has made me who I am now. And it did set me up and prepare me for some of the things that was coming down the pipe that I didn't know was coming. So hundred percent in the military, terrified. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Whew. 
I uh I recall when you told me that story, I was just like, wow, people are going to people are going to hear this and going to like quickly like I don't know it's going it's going to trigger something in them to, you know, really speak to what the topic of the episode is and that's I'm built for this. So, um you talk about, you know, you your the I guess the struggles and the uh, trouble you had and how you turned to drinking. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when people hear that, they're thinking like, whoa, what, you know, what did that lead to next? And it's, it's coincidental that, you know, you have your business now that we're going to talk about. Um, So now we're going to talk about your business, pick your sweet poison. Um, So I guess what first, what inspired the name? And second, what are, some challenges or risks that you've taken in your journey with establishing your business? Yes. So pick your sweet poison. Um, I wanted something fun. I wanted something catchy um, that when you heard it, you'd be like, wait, what's that? (laughs) Right. That's what I said. (laughs) You know, it it just makes you stop in your foot and you think like, what well, what is that? And so I, I that, that was the first thing the name had to stick and resonate with people to get people to turn their heads like, uh, say that again. I, I just, and that's what it does. And so I think we accomplished that with Pick Your Sweet Poison. Uh, but uh, the business was birthed from uh, uh, from pain, unfortunately. Um, I went through a three-year marriage um, and I was married. Well, I was married for three years and um, unfortunately, that marriage um, ended um, unexpectedly. Um, didn't see didn't see it coming um, at all. And during that that time of me dealing with now a being a single mom and now going through a painful divorce, my friends would not let me be alone at all. And I started hosting little small gatherings at my house. Um, because it's COVID, you know, we could we it was still COVID right, in 2020. Right, right. Um, so one of my friends was like, You you know you make cocktails without using a recipe card. I had no clue. I'm just in the kitchen having fun, <laughs> I'm having a good time. And I'm like, really? Um, but I've been doing cocktails since college. You know, when you broke in college, y'all make we make up a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, you're right. Exactly. You all, everybody had their role in college. I I will make the drinks. (laughs) Not a problem. You know, (laughs) that was my role. Uh, So now as an adult, to be able to share that with my friends and one of my friends kind of pointed that out to me, I was like, wow, really? I was like, you know, let me look into this and see if I could turn this into a business. Because um, being a single mom and being financially secure, that's kind of always been my thing. But now being a single mom is like, ooh, I need to make sure I'm really financially secure for my son. Um, so doing some research, I saw like, oh, I think we could break into this business. I found a couple people here, a couple companies here, but nothing as big. Um, where I felt like it was saturated, where I could not get in and I could not make a difference. Um, so I took some classes, I've been following people, and I was like, you know what? Mine is gonna be a little different because mine is gonna be to women. Yes, men, we love y'all too. <laughs> you can enjoy my cocktails, but it's really for women because women, we are so scared 
of alcohol. We said we can't drink dark liquor. Mm -mm, that's too strong, girl. We can't drink gin. That's bitter. We can't drink tequila. That's going to put me on my behind. You know, <laughs> we come up with all these different excuses when it comes to cocktail and cocktail should be fun. It should be like buying a new pair of shoes. Like you should have a good time when you go to the liquor store or a restaurant or in a comfort of your own home. Um, but the some of the risks I took to start this business doing a divorce, a very heated divorce, something I'm still in the middle of today. Um, I was absolutely afraid because I had to use all my own money. So now I have, I'm a single mom. I have attorney fees that I have no clue what's going to be every month. I have no clue how long this process is going to take, but now I want to start a business and I have no loans, nobody investing in me. I really had to turn to God. And again, I had to ask God again, if this is where. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And this is the path. I should go down. I need you to make it crystal clear. And he did, but not in a way of lights flashing and things. It was clear because I had to remove that fear. For the first time, I walked into a brand new situation or a brand new path, and I have had no real fear on this journey. That's how I know it's from God. Because for the first time, I haven't worried about money. I ain't worried about where things are coming from. I'm really walking this path and I'm in, literally enjoying myself. And to hear other people say, you know what? I love taking your class. I love the experience you're providing. I love the cocktails you're coming up with. 
it it really does, you know, make me feel real good to know that, you know what, I'm actually on the purpose that God set for me. Amen to that. Wow. I'm happy to hear that. You know, it's it's tough when you go through very difficult times. But the one thing that going through, you know, adverse situations like that, the one thing that it reminds you and kind of like, you know, brings you back to is, you know, appreciate the small victories. You know, even when somebody just say, I hope you have a good day or just ask you, how's your day going? Any way that I can help or, you know, just give you a compliment. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it helps you to appreciate the small victories because sometimes we get so caught up in all of the things that's happening with us. And we, you know, we kind of like overlook the small victory. So yes. I'm thankful that you shared that story and you referenced, you know, how, how much God has, you know, led you through your fears and um, how he's, you know, kept you in your difficult times. And you're a co-author um, in the upcoming devotional title, Joy 365, um, and it's Daily Devotional for Joy Restoration. Yes. It's a long title. So. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, and it also says your daily source of inspiration and empowerment. Yes. So tell us a little bit without giving the whole thing away, because uh-huh. I want to encourage people to, you know, find it and check it out. But tell us a little bit about the devotional and what was the inspiration behind you contributing to this book and devotional? Yes. So it, um, the Joy 365, the 365 is really, is 365 authors. We're coming together to put together a beautiful devotional, devotional of inspiration. And um, to really, if, even if you're not a devotional person, I know a lot of people are like, well, what's a devotional or, you know, something, you know, I don't really know what that is. If you are a person who needs a little inspiration or maybe you're going through something, or maybe you're just living your best life right now, and but you know you like to start your day off with a little bit of inspiration and encouraging word, word, word. That's what this devotional is meant to do. It's meant to add to everyone's life, regardless of the situation you're in, regardless of what you're going through. It's really it's for us to tell a little bit of our story or give you a piece of our testimony or just an encouraging word or a beautiful poem to really help you start your day off better. For me, to uh, it, it meant a lot for me to, to, um, to contribute to this. During uh, my divorce, I saw therapists. Matter of fact, I saw two therapists. I saw a medical professional therapist and I also saw a spiritual therapist. I needed both of them to get me through what I was going through. And during that time, they both encouraged me to journal. Nope. Asked me, did I write as a growing up? Nope. I did not like writing when I grew (laughs) up. Nope. Uh, I fought both of my therapists tooth and nails for almost a year. They got one of me to journal. I was like, I don't need a journal. But once I started to journal, it released something in me that I just was not able to speak. Yeah. Um, so when a friend of mine said, hey, I'm going to be a part of this project, I think it's good for you. She's like, just listen to her. And I did. And I literally wrote my devotional, which is just a small piece of my testimony. Um, it's titled, I'm Built for This. And it, it just shares with you all and encourage anyone else. If you're going through anything, we all are going to go through a storm. The Bible speaks storms are going to come. 
the thing you have to remember that God has already prepared you for each and every storm that's mm -hmm. going to come into your life. So that's kind of where my devotional is that he prepared me. He will prepare you and you are built for this. You are built for everything. So that's kind of where my devotional is to really give everybody that encouragement. You got this. It's like, give me a high five, girl. You got this. Don't. <laughs> I know you, you, you want to cry. I know you want to give up. We all do. But you are built for this and you can get through it. Amen. You just you just uh, spoke a word there. <laughs> um, I don't know. How, how do I uh, even continue after that? <laughs> so, um, so you, uh, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're kind of pressed up against time here. So um, just really quick, uh, one of the topics that you spoke on um, and you spoke on a lot of topics uh, in your devotional, but one that you uh, talked about was when you walk away because the military job is not perfect for you. Mm -hmm. And it said, you know, and I wanted to ask you, um, and I guess this is a way to connect with anyone. Mm -hmm. How do you determine if a job is a perfect fit? And when do you know, or when did you discover that it was time to walk away? Oh, that's a good question. Um, and I think at some point in all of our lives, we're going to come to a decision. You know, mine was the military. Um, someone else's may be a marriage. Um, someone else's may, you know, may be when to just move away you know, to an, another state. Um, it could be anything yeah. um, that happens in our life where we have to make that decision, big or small. For me, I got to the point where I said uh, I started to drink um, because it was getting too much. I mean, wearing that uniform every day when I first came in, it impacted my life that I, I didn't know, not in a good way. Now, the good way I wouldn't recognize so much later it was more negative. I was being questioned for everything I said. I, I I had to learn when to speak. I had to learn when to talk. I had to learn when to raise my hand. I just had to learn so much. And I felt like they were putting me in a box and I was losing who Tiffany was. And I couldn't be who God had really made me to be. I was losing my joy, really what it was. And being accused of so much and you don't know where it's all coming from and just feel like you're being attacked, it was too much for me to bear. I thank God that it was a fellow officer who saw it in me and that saw that like she's having a hard time. And he's the one who got me on daily devotionals every day to help me through what I was going through to get up until I got reassigned off the ship. Um, but when I got reassigned and I went to my next duty station, I still realized like, I'm not happy, you know, after doing two deployments, uh, no, was it two deployments on a ship, one in Afghanistan, I just was not happy. And I literally had to sit down and figure out it's the military for me because I knew that's what the stem of it. If I stay in, yes, I had a great career ahead of me, but at what price? So I chose me instead. Mm -hmm. And that was the best decision I ever did. Now, don't get me wrong. I know everybody say, isn't she still in the reserves? Yes. But reserves and active duty, those are totally two, two different communities. Mm -hmm. um, they do not operate the same. 
Um, so I chose to get leave active duty, go to the civilian sector for a full-time job and stay connected with the reserves. Again, I knew some of the benefits of being still on military. I just could not handle wearing the uniform every day and eat, breathe military. That became too much for me. And I had to choose me. And honestly, I tell you all, best decision I ever made because I cannot see where I would be if I would have stayed in. I don't think it really would have been that good. I honestly think I would be as happy that I am right now before you if I did not choose me. Amen. Wow. I'm so happy that you shared that story. And I'm happy that you're in a better place now because I can't even imagine how scary, intimidating, and, you know, how stressful and traumatic that experience was for you. So um, I'm glad that God got you through that and got you to where you are now. Um, so, again, I know um, I'm, tr I'm trying to be courteous of your time here. So we're going to go into my next segment of spiritual relief. And this is where I share um, share a Bible verse that I feel is really connected with what we're talking about. And I give my thoughts on it. This one is a little bit different because I have a personal testimony. And a lot of what I've just recently experienced is on a lesser degree, similar to what you experienced. Um, so I'm going to start by reading the verse first and I'm going to give my two thoughts on it. So the Bible verse comes from Matthew chapter 16 and it's verses 26 through 25. And it reads, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life, for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Mm -hmm. And this, in this, like, this couldn't come at a better time. Um, I'm going to read my first thought and then I'm going to share my testimony. Uh, my first thought that I wrote here was when consumed in the depths of your own worries and insecurities, you anchor yourself to the limitations of your own thoughts and beliefs. We limit ourselves strictly to what we have seen others experience or even ourselves experience in the past. When doing this, we fail ourselves spiritually and create a disconnect between ourselves and God. And that's because we lean more on the things that we're seeing in the flesh and experiencing in the flesh, but not remaining spiritually connected with God. We ignore what he has designed us to do and what he is telling us to do. And now, as I segue to my testimony, and again, this couldn't come at a better time. Um, I'm gonna just read it word for word because again, I can I can go off on the tangent. Um, so I found myself soul searching for the last several months because of my reluctance to allow God to lead my path. I questioned things that were being said to me by others. I questioned my own actions. I doubted myself and ridiculed others. What I did not do was ask God to eliminate my worries, restore my faith and reroute my leaning on myself and others and allow my fears and worries to, to become burdensome that I let doubt creep in. That's what I kept doing. Once I turned to God and placed word, my worries at his feet, what seemed unclear and distorted started to become clear and transparent. What I thought I had the answers to were reinforced and refined by God. So what long and short of it is, I've been dealing with a lot of stressful circumstances in the workplace. My boss was very, was very negative towards me. She did a whole lot of shoving and moving around with my position. 
and really just show no remorse or no care for my for my development. So that led to me, you know, questioning her, people that are connected with her, my role and all of that stuff and saying, am I even meant for this industry? So once I cried out to God one day and just said, God, please, you know, tell me what this is all about. What am I supposed to learn here? What's the lesson? And once I leaned on him and stopped trying to figure things out for myself, I got a phone call from another company that's offering me the same position. And not only am I now being pretty much the same, I'm having the same exact, same exact responsibilities as my boss who has criticized me and ridiculed me for the last year or two, I'm making a significant pay increase. Mm. So God knew, God knew my heart. God knew what I was trying to do. And I wasn't trying to prove that I was better than anyone. I just wanted to prove that I was worthy and that this was what I was called for. But I had to make sure I talked to God about it first. So I say that to say, hearing your story, you know, really resonated and kind of like reconfirmed some things with me because here I'm worrying about what's happening with me at work and thinking that my situation is so stressful and traumatic. But for you to overcome the things that you've overcome and those of you who are listening and watching this episode, know that whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, God knows. God knows what's going on. He already made the plan for you to get through it. You just have to tell him, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to hear what you have to tell me, God. I'm ready to follow in your follow your lead. And that's and God already knows. So I hope that hearing both Tiffany's story and my story will do something to inspire and encourage you today to not only cope with your circumstances, but become resilient and put your faith in God because he knows your heart and he knows what you're what you're supposed to do and where you're supposed to be. So that was a lot. Um, I'm going to uh, close out here um, with my last segment and then I'll give the floor to you to share everyone with how to get connected with you. Um, the last segment that I do is called In My Opinion, which I do. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The top five reasons of something related to today's topic. And this one is why people are afraid to take risks. And the five reasons I chose was they have the better safety and sorry mentality, lack of self-confidence, lack of trust in others. They've seen others fail to do it. And lastly, fear of scrutiny. So you, Tiffany, can either provide your own five or comment on, or provide your own, you know, reasons that you feel people are afraid to take risks, or you could just comment on the list that I just shared. Um, no, I agree with your list. Um, I will, I was probably say yes. Um, people, just sometimes are just comfortable. And I think that's probably, I think to me, that's one of the biggest things why people don't take a risk because they don't settle in comfort. Yeah. And they, they comfort is not always good place. And, but for some people comfortable is where they choose to be because it's safe. So sometimes the risk of moving forward is more scarier, scarier, and so they choose comfort. And I think people need to understand comfort is not always a good place where you want to be. You can't grow in comfort. You can't find anything new in comfort. God did not make us to be comfortable and stay in one place. So for anyone who is aspiring to do something, anyone who has a fear right now, just pray to God and listen to him and he will direct your path because he already has it set. And once he put you on that path, stay on that path. You could go left, you could go right, but come back to the path that he has already designed for you. Amen. Well, thank you so much for your words of wisdom, for your story today and your inspiration. How can the viewers and the listeners, uh, you know, become connected with you, you know, hear more about your devotional your uh pick your own sweet poison i'm obviously going to tell people i know about it but for those who are listening and watching tell them how they could become connected with you yes so if you're interested in any taking any virtual mixology classes or want private lessons um or just want to find the pick your sweet poison cocktail recipe box the boxes are on Amazon, uh, two-day prime. Just type in Pick Your Sweet Poison. You get over 60 custom cocktail recipes in that box. You can also go to our website. It's www.cocktailrecipes.fun, F-U-N. And you can follow us and sign up for our newsletters. We send out, you know, different cocktail recipes of the month. Uh, we send out different coupons. We send out uh, different promotion codes. So if you want to be engaged and do something a little bit new, a little bit fun, you know, and from the comfort of your home and safe where you don't have to drive. Yes, you can follow us on Facebook, which is Pick Your Sweet Poison or YouTube, Pick Your Sweet Poison, as well as Instagram, Pick Your Sweet Poison. But if you want to know how to find the devotional Joy 365, which is being released this fall, you can follow me um, on my website is www speak with tiffany you go um that is the same thing my handle for facebook and instagram speak with tiffany um the devotional will be released this fall also i will have emotional um t-shirts and sweaters and 
all these other things I will be selling title based off my title, my devotion of which I um, built for this. Um, so it is a beautiful shirt, beautiful design, and it, it, it will look great on anyone to wear it. And you will feel so much confident and let everybody know, regardless of what's going on, you built for it. Amen. Well, thanks again so much for your presence and for your time today. Um, thank you again for uh, supporting Deep Discussions mission to inspire a better tomorrow. And you can uh, get connected with me through Facebook and Instagram as well uh, at Deep Discussion. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm not on there as much, but I will be um, underscore Deep Discussion. And you can visit my website at deepdiscussion.org if you'd like to be a guest or somehow get connected with Deep Discussion and be a part of the inspiration. Thanks again for supporting Deep Discussion's mission to inspire a better tomorrow.